Praise God. Hello, River Church, River family. Pastor Corey here, greeting you and getting to record my first message to, uh, to instruct you and to uh, bring the word to you from our new sanctuary here in West Palm Beach. I'm actually on the stage here, and uh, so we're going to be doing some, some cool things from here and uh, TV programs and a lot of other things. So, but uh, it's been a very, very intense uh, last few weeks as we had our grand opening here. Uh, we were actually able to launch on Easter Sunday, and then we had the building dedication uh, the following Sunday, and then this past week we had uh, Joe and Becky Cruz come to bless us for four nights, as most of you are familiar with them, that they were with uh, you guys in Istanbul in January, and amazing people, how, you know, what treasures they are for the body of Christ, and so... Uh, we're building up momentum here and believing God for some big things. And I'm also looking forward to being just, just in about a little over three weeks now. On the 3rd, uh, on uh, June 3rd, I'll be flying into Istanbul to be with you guys for a couple of weeks. So really looking forward to that. It's going to be totally awesome. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I want us to go to the Word today because I want to share with you the law of prosperity. The law of prosperity is the title of my message today before we receive our tithes and our offerings and I want to look at some things to help you see some things and uh, see the significance of how we need to apply our faith and what we need to do to apply our faith. But I want you to understand that God never planned that we should live in poverty. It is not God's plan for a child of God to live in poverty, poverty or either also in physical, mental, or spiritual lack. So there should be nothing lacking in our lives as we press into God. I know that, of course, you know, Everyone starts out at a certain, uh, at a different level, but as you progressively and consistently uh, continue to press into the things of God, you know, and sow the word into your life, allow the word to change you and get the fire of God in you and just get baptized in the Holy Ghost and stay filled, you know, again, not just get filled once, but stay filled. And it is the continual, uh, perpetual uh, of immersing yourself in the word and immersing yourself in the spirit being filled and saturated and overflowing with the holy ghost and uh, being filled and saturated and overflowing with revelation of the word of god and cleansing you renewing your mind and all of these things are there's a cumulative effect of what happens as you progressively and continually stay in the word uh, every area of lack in your life is going to be uh, filled and overflowing and you're going to reach a, a point of being physically blessed, mentally blessed, spiritually blessed, and financially blessed. Hallelujah. And that's the law of prosperity. We've got to understand that. It's the law of really sowing and reaping. Because the law of prosperity is uh, directly tied to the law of sowing and reaping. Whatever you sow into your life is what you're going to reap in your life. So as you continue to sow the word into your life, you're going to reap the benefits and the harvest of the word into your life because the word is a seed. And if you're sowing the seed of the word, Jesus said 30, 60, 100 fold is going to be reproduced in your life. So you need to continually sow the word into your spirit and then renew your mind and allow the spirit of God and the word of God to dominate your life. And it's going to begin to cancel out every area of lack. And you're going to continually grow, continually grow. And you're going to reach a level of really what I call kind of the tipping point. You know, the, like, kind of like the point of no return. You kind of hit that point of no return and you kind of hit that tipping point and you kind of cross over the other side. It's kind of like how the Lord always led his people to kind of cross these rivers, you know, just as, you know, Israel had to cross the Red Sea. And then later on they had to cross the, uh, the Jordan River to get to the, 
to the blessing to get to the land overflowing with milk and honey. So, you know, each one of those was kind of a crossing point. If you think about it, when they were in Egypt, they were in total poverty and total lack. I mean, they had less than enough as they were slaves. But then God finally had them cross over um, the Red Sea. And once they crossed over the Red Sea, they stepped into a place of just enough. And of course, it was not God's best for them. It was not God's plan for them. It wasn't God's, you know, um, um, absolute best for them. But they, you know, and they had an 11 days journey and they had to, they finally got to the edge of the river Jordan, but they would not cross over because they listened to the 10 spies that gave them an evil, a demonic report. They said, we can't do it. We are not able to do it. We are not able to go into that place of prosperity. And so they rejected God's best. They rejected God's prosperity. They rejected God's abundance for their lives and they got stuck in the place of just enough for 40 years but that was not God's plan because God is El Shaddai God who is more than enough he's you know the all-sufficient one God Almighty who is more than enough and so God also brought them eventually you know by you know when the next generation was raised up the Joshua generation Joshua brought them once again to the edge of the river Jordan and now they had to cross that river one more time and once they crossed Jordan they were able to step into that place of plenty and abundance and prosperity which was the land of more than enough so they went from not having enough to having just enough to having more than enough and I want you to see the progress but each one of these is going to require you to press in each one of these are going to require you to face some challenges in your life and you know say bless God by the promise of the word of the Lord and by the power of the Holy Ghost I am going to do it I am more than able amen um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me so you've got to believe it you got to take it and you've got to overcome whatever adversity whatever challenges that stand in your way and you're going to have to do it by faith the only way to overcome is by faith but you have to keep building up your faith amen praying in the holy ghost dearly beloved praying in the holy ghost building up yourselves on your most holy faith jude 20 and then of course faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god romans 10 17 so you got to pray in tongues to get revelation and you got to sow the word into your life to get revelation and the more you do that the more you stay in the word the more you press into these things the more god's going to build you up and as you are built up on the inside in your spirit man in your spirit woman you see um dearly beloved i pray that you may prosper right in all things and be in health uh, even as your soul prospers so right so the prosperity begins on the inside and the overflow of it begins to affect the physical the mental and the financial areas of your lives but everything begins in the realm of the spirit and then later manifests in the realm of the natural so God told Israel that he would make all nations come to borrow from them that they would not borrow from any nations that they would not be any nations debtor amen and they would be the head of the nations financially and so that was the old covenant and now we have a new covenant a better covenant and it's amazing how you know Christians have been robbed of their covenant by all the religious lies of the devil where they so many uh, believe in you know just lack and poverty as some kind of a blessing some kind of a virtue to keep them humble all these religious lies that the devil has sold the church and of course he attacks this prosperity message I'm telling you I mean I get attacked on this message you know 
I get attacked on the joy and the fire of the Holy Ghost, but joy more than anything, and then preaching on prosperity. You know, all these years of ministry, now coming up on 20 years of preaching in Turkey, on TV, on the uh, internet, all the messages that come from the river in Istanbul, me, Pastor Gavel, and everyone else that's preached there, you know, we are very consistent with what we preach. We believe in joy, we believe in the fire of the Holy Ghost, and we believe in prosperity. Amen. Hallelujah. And we get attacked for this message relentlessly. And you know what? We have relentlessly continued to pre uh, preach this message, and we will preach this message until Jesus comes, until kingdom come. Amen. Hallelujah. So we've got to understand that we have a partnership with God. When we go into partnership with God, that's what a covenant means. It's a partnership. When we go into a partnership with God, we've got to understand, hallelujah, and, and we've got to learn His ways. We've got to learn His ways. We've got to understand His ways. And we got to learn his way of doing things. And we got to learn his way of doing business. You know, God doesn't do things the way that the world does. And we've got to renew our minds so that we understand the way that God operates. Amen. And when we operate the way God operates, we can never fail. Amen. Because love never fails. And God's love never fails. Amen. And God will never fail. And if you do things God's way... You will never fail. And I'm not telling you, you won't have challenges, you won't have adversity, you won't have issues and problems, but you will overcome. You will not fail. You will succeed. You will succeed in overcoming. You will succeed in going to the next level. Hallelujah. Because God does not make failures. And you are not a failure. Amen. You are not a mistake. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And His plan and purpose, come on now, we know the plans that He has for us. Plans to what? prosper us plans to give us a hope and a future not plans to harm us but plans to benefit us plans to bless us and it is the blessing of the lord that maketh rich and he adds no sorrow with it so you've got to believe it amen go with me to second corinthians chapter 6 uh verse 1 it talks about working together with him okay it talks about working together with him so we are not working for god okay god's not working for us we are working together the amplified classic says laboring together as god's fellow workers with him then we beg of you not to receive the grace of god in vain that merciful kindness by which god exerts his holy influence on souls and turns them to christ keeping and strengthening them amen do not receive it to no purpose so that means god's grace on your life is for a purpose and when you begin to operate in your purpose you're going to see the grace of god begin to operate in your life you're going to see the grace of god begin to be released in your life you're going to begin to see the grace of god increase in your life amen why is it that many christians don't prosper why is it that many christians fail why is it that many christians don't operate in supernatural grace because they are not pressing into their purpose you've got to understand that your prosperity is attached to your purpose amen hallelujah so there is provision for the heavenly vision when you begin to operate in the vision that god has for your life there will always be provision and the word pro means for so provision means for vision so the provision is there for the vision which is god's material and financial empowerment in your life for you to fulfill your calling and your purpose and there will be a grace upon your life amen hallelujah people ask me all the time you know i mean how in the world, in two years, you come to West Palm Beach, and how in the world you're able to do all of this? How in the world you get this building? And how in the world, you know, you 
how did all this happen? You know, when you got churches that have been around for 10 years, still 20, 30 people still meeting in hotels or high school gymnasiums or elementary school, you know, auditoriums or in hotels or whatever. How in the world in two years you were able to get this? Well, you know what? I didn't. It's the grace of God, okay, because we are here by divine purpose. We didn't come here eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and just looked at the map and just picked a point to show up. We were sent by the Lord on a divine mission. Amen. This is a part of our calling. This is a part of our purpose. Amen. And, um, and because we have stepped into it, and you think it was easy? Absolutely not. Just a little over two years ago, me, Pastor Rose, and Gloria, we came to, to uh, flew into Miami International Airport uh, from Istanbul, Turkey with a, a one-way flight with seven suitcases, and we came to West Palm Beach, Florida, where we know absolutely we knew nobody. We did not know anybody here. Okay, so I had never preached here. They had zero connections with any churches or any Christians in this area. All I had was a word from the Lord and a dream and confirmation, obviously, by many, many people that we are submitted to. Uh, not only our mentor, uh, you know, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, and then also, uh, obviously, submitted to the other pastors and, and the staff and the family in Istanbul because I submitted this to you guys, and then you guys received it. You guys blessed us blessed it and you sent us out and there was a lot of prayer and a lot of preparation that went into this this was not a fly-by-night operation you know you don't make decisions like this you know uh, overnight and you don't make decisions like this uh uh quickly and 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 rashly and you don't you know you don't you know th this is not a decision you take lightly these are very serious uh, uh steps these are very big big decisions that you make in your life and you know there are small decisions you make that, you know, really basically don't really affect a whole lot. You know, like which shirt you're going to wear. You know, you don't have to wake up in the morning and stand before your closet and pray in tongues for an hour just to get a revelation of which shirt you're supposed to wear or which shoes you're supposed to wear. You know, you just think about it, you put them on, and you leave the house. You know, you don't have to make, you know, certain decisions you make, you know, on a daily basis. You brush your teeth, you take a bath, you wash your hands, you eat, whatever. You sleep. All those kinds of things are a part of daily life. But then there are decisions you make that are, you know, a little bit more significant you know, that have maybe short-term or mid-term uh, effects. And then there are decisions you make that are long-term, really for life. Because if you miss certain decisions, you can miss, you know, you can miss the boat big time. I mean, think about Israel. Forty years, the wrong decision to obey and step into God's blessing and abundance and purpose cost them 40 years. Not only that, it cost them 40 years of their lives, 40 years of their livelihoods, 40 years of the blessing of God and abundance and experiencing all of that. So you've got to understand we are laboring together as God's fellow workers with him. Amen. So we have received the grace of God, not in vain, but for a purpose. <coughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So we've got to understand this. Um, much undiscovered, much undiscovered potential and purpose rests in Christians lives un unfortunately there is an invitation here to partner with God <clears throat> this invitation to partner with God to labor together with him what an amazing incredible uh, privileged uh, invitation that this is that God would invite us to be a part of what he is doing and he will involve us in his work and as we step into it there's a grace that comes upon our lives we operate out of grace we're not striving in the flesh we're not trying to make it happen in the in the arm you know uh, in the arm of the flesh 
but then because those who trust in the arm of the flesh are cursed but those who trust in the lord shall be shall flourish and shall be blessed amen look at first corinthians chapter 3 first corinthians chapter 3 and then verse 9 For we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together. Oh my God, I have seen so many self-promoters in the body of Christ. Always trying to promote themselves in the flesh. Always trying to promote themselves in the flesh. A lot of selfish ambition, self-promotion, trying to make their way, trying to kick doors in, open doors, whatever, push, shove, and trying to, you know, hey, if I can just get with this one here, I, maybe he'll help me. If I can just get with that famous preacher if i can just get with that apostle that prophet whatever uh that evangelist that pastor maybe if i can just maybe become a part of that denomination you know they'll make a way for me they'll help me no that's nothing more than carnality and fleshly uh striving okay you know we are fellow workers joint promoters so when you're doing what god's calling you to do, he's going to promote you amen you're not going to have to promote yourself you're not going to have to advertise yourself you're not going to have to prove yourself you have nothing to prove to anybody God will prove your ministry. God will prove your calling. God will prove his blessing upon your life. And many shall call you blessed because of the blessing of the Lord. Amen. You are joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. And you are God's garden and vineyard and field under cultivation. You are God's building. I want you to think about this. If God has a garden... What, what would it look like? Well, just think about the Garden of Eden. I mean, it was the most beautiful place on the planet. Not just think about the garden in paradise, in heaven. I mean, just think about the city of God. Just think about God's vineyard. Just think about God's field under cultivation. Just think about God's building under construction. You, know, you are God's garden. You are God's vineyard. You are God's field. You are God's building, and you are under construction and cultivation. God's building you up into exactly what he has in his mind, a blueprint that before you were even born, amen, that God had a plan and a purpose for your life and a plan to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. So God is, is constructing you. God is building you up and God is taking care of his garden and his vineyard. Do you think, amen, do you think that God would allow his garden, his field, his building to become, to lie in ruins and in shambles and to become decrepit and, and, and just run down? No. God's going to do a, a beautiful job in your life if you let him. Now look at the next verse. According to the grace, verse 10, according to the grace, the special endowment for my task of God bestowed on me, like a skillful architect and master builder, I laid the foundation, and now another man is building upon it. But let each man be careful how he builds upon it. So you see, but Apostle Paul is saying, I, including myself, we, and including myself, I, am a fellow worker with God. Amen. And I have received a special endowment, the special grace, the special divine uh, impartation into my life, this empowerment to be able to build skillfully. So do you understand me? God is the architect, and he's going to give you the blueprint, and you're going to work together building it. He's like the master architect. You're the architect working under him. He's like the project manager, and you're like the foreman working together with him to make it happen. Amen. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is already laid, 
which is Jesus Christ. So you got to understand that we are God's fellow workers, co-laborers, and partners. We are God's field. Another translation says tilled land. Amen. That means he sows. And you know what? God is the greatest investor ever. If he buys a field, he's going to invest in that field, and he's going to make it the best. So whatever investment he makes in you is going to produce maximum harvest. Amen. <coughs> he wants to sow some good seed into your life, into that field, and get a mar mighty harvest from you. That's what it means to be fruitful. And you know, your fruit, you don't have to strive to be fruitful. Jesus even said in John 15, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. So the fruit comes from the relationship. The fruit comes from the cooperation, the partnership. Not you trying harder, but you operating in your purpose and in divine grace and according to the Word of God, doing what the Word tells you to do, doing what the Word says. When God is your partner, you cannot be a failure. His wisdom, His ability, His knowledge equals success. Praise God. You see, the world defines success you know, in a different way. But how do we define success? Success is doing what God's called you to do, and success is being whom God's called you to be. It's plain and simple. So focus on what God has for you. Focus on what God wants from you, and then focus on your purpose. God created everything, plants, animals, minerals, math, physics, chemistry, electronics, computers, electricity. He knows everything and understands everything. Amen. Hallelujah. And he will give you supernatural strategies to lead you, and that's a part of the law of prosperity. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 through 12. Some of you know this, but let's read it again. Sorry, I just went to 2 Corinthians. Let me go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verses 10 through 12. Yet God, yet to us God has unveiled and revealed them by and through His Spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches diligently, exploring. You know, He's an explorer, examining. You know, He's an examiner. Everything. You know, He's an inventor. Even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels and things hidden and beyond man's scrutiny. So there are things for your life that are hidden to your natural sight, natural understanding. If you don't press into God, you'll never get a revelation of these things. But these things are unveiled and revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. So make the Holy Spirit your number one partner. Amen. For what person perceives, knows, and understands what passes through a man's thoughts except the man's own spirit within him. Just so no one discerns, comes to know, and comprehend the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate the gifts, the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. My Lord, you can just get drunk on that one verse right there. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> oh, we got to comprehend and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Holy Spirit reveals to us God's mind, God's inventions, God's discoveries, God's patents, God's special ideas. God wants to sow seed into our lives because you are God's tilled land, but not on rocky soil or thorny ground where the word is going to get choked. Amen. He's looking for good ground. Make sure that you are good ground for God to cultivate. God gave his only begotten son to purchase you for himself. He will freely give us all things. Hallelujah. He who has the son has life. Seek the son, not things. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> so we are a new man according to Colossians 3.10. New man being renewed unto knowledge. That's what it says. And then Colossians chapter 1 verses 9 and 10. Being filled with the exact knowledge of his will. That's what we need to be seeking. Amen. Malachi 3.10. Giving God his share of 10%. Isn't that amazing? In the partnership, all he asks is for 10% of our income, which is really the minimum. I don't obviously, I'm not going to be ever satisfied giving 10%. Last year, I almost gave 40% of my income. So, you know, that's what, you know, I'm, I want to do. I want to get to 50%. Then I want to get, they're just giving 90% or living on the 10%. But think about this. He's going to give us 100% of his blessing. All he asks us is to give 10% of our income in the tithe but again the 10 percent of our income requires a hundred percent of our hearts okay if hundred percent of your heart and your life is not committed to God you're not going to be giving 10 percent I see that too you know people that just come here and there and drop in and whatever stay at home they don't tithe they don't tithe P people that are offended stay at home don't serve God they say they're still Christians but they don't tithe you know the, one of the first things that stops uh, in people is their giving you know when they start to pull away from the things of God amen so he lets you keep the rest and then he blesses it what a great deal of a partnership amen thank you Jesus so remember that we have received power to create wealth which is the dunamis power which is ability ability of the Holy Spirit who, who is omnipresent everywhere all the time omniscient all-knowing all-seeing and omnipotent all-powerful think about the Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of you who's going to unveil and reveal to you God's plan and purpose and as you step into these things you apply the Word of God in your giving you apply the Word of God in every area of your life governing all affairs of your life you are hungry for the things of God you're thirsty for the things of God you're submitted to the Holy Ghost you're submitted to the Word you're submitted to authority you're a giver you're a sower and you discover your purpose and you begin to move in your purpose and you shall see the blessing of God operate in your life and you shall see God's prosperity overflow in your life in Jesus mighty name isn't God good come on lift your hands to the Lord Father I just thank you let these words that I've spoken today penetrate deep into the hearts of your people and then change their hearts and renew their minds and may they walk in divine revelation May they discover their divine purpose and walk in it. May they apply the word of God in their lives and then prosper in all things and be in health even as their soul prospers. And I thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Man, I'm blessed today just bringing this message to you. I'm preaching myself happy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
And I feel the power of God's falling right there upon my listeners today in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll give you guys an opportunity to bring your tithes and offerings. Amen. As Pastor Galway will come, receive the tithes and offerings and give you all the instructions that you need to have. But I love you all. Blessings to all. And look forward to being with you guys just in a few weeks and hugging everyone. And uh, blessings to all. Bye-bye.